Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Sandspants Radio, Australia's most cowardly podcast network. Hello and welcome to Scaredy Boys, a podcast where three cowardly friends discuss horror movies. I'm Damien. I'm Sean. And I'm Tom. And for this episode, we watched The Conjuring 2. The Conjuring 2 is a 2016 supernatural horror film directed by James Wan. It re-follows paranormal investigators Ed and Lorraine Warren, who this time travel to Einfeld, London to help single mother Peggy Hodson, who believes that something evil is in her home. When Peggy's youngest daughter starts showing signs of demonic possession, Ed and Lorraine attempt to help the besieged girl, only to find themselves targeted by the malicious spirits. Scariest movie that we have watched. Easily. It is very much right up there. Yeah. Easily. Yeah, 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 yeah. 20 minutes of ghost story. Give me that. I'll take that 80 times rather than having to rewatch some of the sequences in this movie. Jesus fucking Christ. Two plus hours of just me grabbing Damo's leg. (laughs) My back hurt at the end of watching these. My leg hurt. Can't he get grabbing it? (laughs) (laughs) We did these back to back like fucking idiots. And I want to apologize. Boys, I want this on the record so that. Yep. Our listeners and everyone can hear this. Is that I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I was the one who got. I was the Sean Carney in this scenario yeah. where I got a bit cocky and a bit brave, and I said, mm. "Hey boys, why don't we do the Conjuring double?" And uh, you both said yes because you're fucking idiots. And yep, um, that's true. Here we are. We're too excited to see each other in person again. And we're like, no, our, our love for each other will overcome these scares. And they didn't. They didn't. It was too scary. Oh, fuck, there's some Tom, big stuff in this. Tommy boy, I don't want you to take all the blame. I feel partly responsible because there, I reckon there would have been time to squeeze in a third one, a, a mm. pleasant chaser, if not for me pushing for waiting till the fall of darkness. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. I do believe that... To be properly scared, you should be watching a horror movie at oh, night. I True. don't know about that. Um, I regret it now. <laughs> Did you regret it then? I regretted it then. Good. But actually, I just took some of the blame. I want to throw a lot of the blame back onto Tom and demand an <laughs> apology for the Christmas tree situation. <sighs> oh, shit. Yeah, look. Yes. Um, that could have been... No, no, you know what? I'm not taking that blame because, Sean, that could have been so much worse. Mm. Can you explain to everyone what happened with that? So, I, it, it, we were watching this in the lead up to Christmas uh, and I have a Christmas tree up and it's lit and we kept it lit for watching both of these movies. <laughs> so, it was, it it was, was perfect. Good. It was good because it was for Damo and I, at least, I don't know about from your vantage point, Tom, 
it took up a fair chunk of the right-hand corner of the screen, <laughs> yeah, which is yeah. often where the, the ghosts were hiding. It, was, oh, it, yeah. it perfectly illuminated the TV in a way that sometimes some of the scarier things were a bit unclear, and that's okay. Mm. Um, yeah. So I can only imagine how much scarier this would be. Or, or did the alternative of, of dressing the nun in Christmas lights, which made her slightly <laughs> less scary. <laughs> Jesus, that nun. Anyway, the, there is yeah. a moment in The Conjuring 2, which is also said, it's a Christmas movie, um, <laughs> yeah, where it is it is set during Christmas time, where there is a Christmas tree, and after a particularly spooky moment, um, mm. the Christmas tree light goes off. The power goes off in the house, and the Christmas tree light turns off. Um, the Christmas tree in my house is on a timer. So <laughs> we've set it up so it automatically turns on at like 6 or 6.30, and then it turns off at a set time later in the evening. Mm-hmm. And one of you guys just offhandedly early in the film was like, oh man, imagine if these lights went off. And that's when I remembered it was on a timer. And I said, boys, <laughs> just full disclosure, the, the tree is on a timer. So it may turn yeah. off. It will turn off. I am grateful for that. And so we're like, okay, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Now it decided, being a prick of a tree, to turn off at about exactly the same moment that the TV tree turned off. Yeah. <laughs> Literally seconds apart. Seconds yeah. apart. Oh, I almost shit on your couch, Tom. I'm sorry. I did about shit that. on my couch. It's, yeah, I did yeah. too. Sorry and about fuck, that. It was yeah. that just added to the the horror. Yeah, <laughs> it did. It did add to the horror, and there was already so much horror to be had. This one did the exact same thing the first one did, where it gives you this element that is so scary. You think, okay, this is the ghost we have to deal with. I'll try to get my head around it, and then no, that's just first ghost. That's that's your entree of ghost. Now we're going to get the main course of Ghost. And then there's also going to be a little cheeky dessert of Ghost as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, boys, fun fact. Um, the nun mm. was... All of her scenes were done in reshoots. What? The nun was not originally in the film. Seriously? Are you kidding? Yeah, it was a it was a different creature. I think they were going to like expand on Lorraine Warren's battle against their own beliefs type thing. And the creature was going to... It was just it just had a different design, like a more demonic design, right. like a creature with horns or something like that. And then I think they just flipped it a bit, and yeah, so the nun was all reshoots. Oh wow! And it's funny because I reckon when you think Conjuring Two, you think the oh, nun yep. probably hundred yeah. percent. Well, the nun has there's a one of the scariest sequences in this movie involves the nun, and it's mm-hmm. the scene where she's dreaming. Yeah, is it the, the painting? painting. Oh, and God. the shadow of the nun walking along the wall until mm. it lines up perfectly with the painting. Also, can we just, can we just briefly talk uh, about Ed Warren right here? Yeah. Mate, you've just had a dream where you've <laughs> dreamed about a terrifying nun demon monster. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to render this in watercolour. <laughs> okay. And, and hang it on the wall hang it like on a the fucking wall. idiot. Oh, Ed, for it. Eddie boy, mate. Oh, my God. That scene, I just wanted it to end. I just, like, I knew there was no way to kind of get around it. You just had to kind of get through it. I just wanted it to end as quickly. As soon as it started, I'm like, oh, this is bad news. I just want this yep. scene to fucking move on. And they fake you out too. They fake you out. But he dragged mm-hmm. it out big time. Yeah. Just the, watching that slow walk and you just know what's going to happen. You're like, you son of a bitch. And then you see the fingers <laughs> yeah. come out from behind. Oh. Ah, it's disgusting. Ed Warren though. God, he's talented. Oh, he's, I mean, he's a very good painter. He can do exorcisms, he can paint, he can fucking sing. Yes. And he looks bloody good in a cardigan. <laughs> that was Paddy Wilson actually singing too. Oh, mate. Oh. Can, can that man make me swoon? I'll tell he you He could what. play Elvis in a movie, <laughs> I've decided. Yes. Yeah. Not like a biopic yeah, about good. Elvis, but a movie about somebody else in which Elvis is like a periphery character. Yeah, I'd love that. I'd mm. love that. 
yeah, yeah. that and that actually brings me to uh, to one of the points I wanted to talk about, which is that this movie takes what already did exist in the first one with these two awesome characters and builds on it in a way where we just genuinely love them. By the end of this movie, if I wasn't already in love with Ed and Lorraine Warren, I definitely was by the end of this movie. Yep. They yeah. they insert for this one, which is absent in Conjuring One, like mm. an interpersonal kind of drama. But basically, gives them gives them their own little arcs of things to overcome, mm. which are kind of around in the first one. But this one's like he's got to learn to get her help, and she's got to learn to trust her instincts. Like, mm-hmm. there's just some really nice little stuff at play, and some really nice character work on top of the fact that they take something that is fucking scary <laughs> and crank it up to a hundred and five. Yeah, I never, yeah. ever, ever want to hear any. I, I see old men on the street now, and I'm like, "Are you going to fucking show up in my house and tell me it's your house? Because you better fucking not." <laughs> right, I'm having no chairs in the corner anymore. I know that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I'm looking at one. Right? Oh no, is it, is it uh, Sean? Is it my house? Oh fuck, piss off. <laughs> um, but fuck, it's funny because I think critically the first one is sort of slightly more highly regarded. Oh, okay, but I, I, I mean, I think all three of us mm. probably share this view. Number two is heaps oh, better, yeah. I reckon. And, and is that because they? They really go hard on the heart as well. In an un, like unsuspecting, yeah. I didn't yeah. think it was coming. And then by the end, I was just like, holy shit, I fucking I think I love this yeah. movie. Yep. And I did not expect to have no. that feeling from The Conjuring. I, I thought I was going to be like, thank Christ it's yes. over. Yeah. Because now I, I survived somehow. Mm. And I still feel that way because it's... I, I think this is easily the scariest one I've watched. Yep. Um, but I've, at the end of it, I felt good. Yeah. And a lot of horror movies don't let you do no. that. Well, that's it. Like the, the this heavy dose of heart throughout, it does... That awesome thing of, well, we've talked about this before, but that awesome thing where we care about our characters. And so, because you've got these characters who are so competent in what they're doing, they're actually really good at dealing with this exact situation. But you've laid in the heart, you've laid in really high stakes where she keeps getting this premonition of him dying and there's nothing she can really do about it. As well as there's also the stakes for her where every time she she does her premonition stuff, she loses a part of herself, which is beautiful oh, yeah. cost to magic ratio that I'll, I could talk about for an hour. Um, but by having like lines such as, um, I found one person who believed me. What did you do then? I married him is exceptional because, oh my God, my heart is like growing 10 times the size. Yep. I want nothing bad to happen to them and know nothing but bad things is about to happen to them. That's yep. that's the, the weight of that is even more powerfully felt because then a moment, like if, like an hour later into the film, you get his version of the story and he's like, mm. I look for someone to believe who believed in me. And when I met them and then the girl finishes that you married her. Yeah. It's that, that, that again, cause it does two things. So it builds the relationship. You believe them. It's such a nice moment, but it also, yes. yeah. it allows you to empathize with the family involved in this crisis as well. Like, yeah, again, yeah. it's a, it's, it's just a, a single mother who's struggling to, to, you know, pay the rent and the bills. Mm. And this thing's happening to her kids and she has no rational rational explanation for it. Mm-hmm. And then you, these two people come along who are just like, nope, we believe you. Yeah. We, we're, we, yeah. we believe you. Yes. Yeah. But Tom, you just touched on bringing back that moment an hour later. Mm. The the build up to it is slow enough that as an audience uh, viewer, you, you watch it and you know that, you, like you start to believe like, oh, he's, he's going to say that. Yeah. Oh, it's going to happen. And when it does happen, the payoff is like, it just, it actually just fills you with joy. Mm-hmm. And again, 
when it happened, I'm just like, how is The Conjuring 2 <laughs> delivering this to me? It's one of the most emotionally rich movies I've seen this year. Yes. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And then like you said, Connie, it even it, it almost left you feeling more that than the terror when you when we finally click stop and the credits rolled. Yeah. Because it finishes with its own chaser. It finishes with a lovely little scene of the two of them dancing to the Elvis song he'd oh. sung previously. Oh. Beautiful. It even goes and here's your here's your safe space on the end, guys. Walk away with this. Yeah, it, it, oh, it yeah. doesn't end like the first film does, where it oh, just slowly yeah. pans on Annabelle and nothing quite happens, but maybe something does. But was that me just blinking? Right. Whereas this, it it gives you a bit of a spooky moment, but they win. The win feels more like they've won and they're 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 closer than ever. To be traumatized further, uh, basically, is yeah. the that's like yeah. that's like us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the arc of the Warrens in this movie matches our own. Arc. <laughs> well, it definitely does something for for scaredy boys such as us. Which is, I finished it. I'm like, oh yeah, I'd watch a third one. Yes, yeah. Which yeah, I I would never normally do for something that scared me to the levels that this scared me. As if I would ever jump back in for a third dose. But no, I will if I get to see Paddy sing more Elvis yeah. songs. I mean, boys. I'd watch this one again. I I'm not yeah. racing out to do it. No, no, not tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. But at some point, if, if if it ever came up again in a, in maybe twelve years time, yes, maybe I'll watch it again. I think I have to. Yeah, because on Letterbox I gave this four and a half. Um, I wanted to give it a five. I probably didn't because I think it was a little bit too rude to me with the amount of scares. That it gave <laughs> yeah, me. fair. So I fair. wasn't about to give it a five, but. Jesus. Yeah. It could cop a five on a rewatch. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So well, that's the thing. It definitely strummed our heartstrings. It definitely also strummed our fear strings. So were we scared? <laughs> yes. We we, we oh, were scared. Jesus. I the 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 amount of this movie that I watched between fingers mm-hmm. probably is more than the amount of movie I watched just with eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the amount of times that my hands came over my that that, that scene. The scare that I think killed all of us. Yes, yes. So the nun scene is terrifying and tense, but the jump scare that sent all of us into another plane of existence uh-huh. was uh, the the crooked man yep. in his fucking little tent when, when Ed Warren is like been blinded by the steam and he's scrambling through the house to try to save this kid upstairs. Mm. And he ends up going into the crooked man's tent who we've seen before. And uh, the crooked man pops his head out and says, "Hello there, Ed. How are you? Uh, <laughs> you you didn't knock. How rude!" <laughs> yeah, that moment. That's oh. the biggest and worst scare that Scaredy Boys have had. Yeah, yeah, yep. no, Agreed. no doubt at all. Like it was, it was what thirty, thirty-five degrees or something like that that night. Mm. And granted, we had the AC on, but still, I was, I was already cuddled up, fetal, just to try to like comfort myself, even though it was making me hotter. But then after that scene, I just had goosebumps literally on my body to the point that I could see them on my arms. Like it was, yep. oh. it, it may have been the most traumatic scare we've experienced. As a, it, it is. It it's, is. So this is easily the scariest movie and that is easily the scariest scare we've had. Mm-hmm. And probably the second scariest was also in the movie and it's the nun stuff. Yeah. So like all of our worst scares are either in this movie or in the, in the prequel, the first one. Right. Yep. I'm so glad because... For for most of the year, I've thought of The Strangers as being mm. up right up there with the scariest stuff we've seen. But the ending just 
deflated that movie to such an extent where like yep. I kind of forget about it sometimes now. Yeah. That's not going to happen with The Conjuring. No. Like it, it scared you the whole way through. Yes. And then it just cuddled your heart a little bit. At the right. End. Which, yeah, then it just like the, the weird pairing of those two things sitting side by side, like evil, an evil twin and a good twin smooshed together in this u- uterus. <laughs> yeah. It works oddly well. And yeah, you're just kind of left with this strange mix of emotions. That it was like, I think I'm going to watch it again. Yeah, I think yeah. I kind of have to. Yeah, I th- I think I'm in love with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I think the other thing too that that makes it compelling to watch too is that at its heart, it's like so you got all these lovely like heart and horror and stuff mm. happening, but at its core, it's a mystery, mm. and you want to solve the mystery. Yeah, that's really good. Like. The whole thing is that unlike the first one, which was them trying to f- save this family, this one was them trying to work out what was going on because there were so many conflicting things happening. And then, you know, you get the moment of disbelief where they you, they show the daughter smashing yes, the kitchen yeah. and it's like, well, it's fake. She's faking mm. it. And then we as viewers get the chilling moment where she explains to the other kids that the ghost monster told her that if... She didn't make the Warrens leave that was going to kill the entire yeah, family. Yeah. Oh. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Boy. Okay, well, that brings me nicely to did they act wisely or foolishly? Because this one's actually, I think this one's a little trickier in some ways where like, well, yes, they acted like like that, for example, of her doing this thing that is seemingly foolish because she's she's causing doubt, she's causing these their ultimate saviors to sort of go away, but she's doing it under duress. So like, is it wise or is it foolish to then do what the ghost wants? I think she, she's, a, she's a, what, eight-year-old kid. So, <laughs> yeah. so I think she is doing the absolute best she can in yeah. the circumstances. I also think the ghost is doing the best that he can in the circumstances when he gives out those two garbled messages yeah, to be yeah. like, won't let me go or she won't let mm-hmm. me go, whatever the, the, the line yeah. is. Which seems like nonsense until they string it together. So I think the girl and Bill, Bill, uh, what's his name? Uh, Ghost Man Bill. <laughs> Ghost Man Bill. Pipes. Pipes. <laughs> the aforementioned Pipes, uh, Bill. Um, works Working with what he's got available mm. to him to free himself. And then I think people who make the mistake here, though, are the Warrens leaving. Yes, yeah. And then 
they make some really dumb choices when they come back yeah. to the house. Well, there's that incident, isn't there, with, I'm trying to remember, with the daughter, and it seems to be dragging on for ages, and then the Warrens finally run mm. in when they're, like, in the bedroom yes. next door. And at the time, I think we were like, oh, they're clearly fucking. Right. <laughs> yeah, we were. I mean, look. <laughs> fucking for Jesus. He, he was wearing a cardigan. She was dressed to the nines. She was looking amazing. So, yeah, yeah. They're, they're tearing each other to pieces in there. And she's in the other yeah. room. What do you expect? What do you expect? What do you expect from Daddy Wilson? <laughs> oh, he was like, hey, do you want to listen to some Elvis? And she was like, yeah, I brought my hymn book as well. <laughs> um, well, another scene I wanted to talk about. So, Bill, who was Bill Wilkins. Um, the, my house. My house. Bill Wilkins. <laughs> um, the, the really excellent scene, and this is James Wan doing awesome cinematography again, where oh, yeah. he didn't want to talk to them with him. He didn't want to talk through the girl with them watching him, so they all got to turn around and we're close up on, on Patty's face. While in the background, blurred, we see the little girl morph into Bill Wilkins and starts talking like this. Yeah. And then, and but the whole time... We know that no one has actually seen her seen her transform into Bill Wilkins, and it, it keeps that shred of doubt in there, so that when they do fuck off, because it all looks a bit fake, you kind of there's enough there that you can buy it. I think. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but just a great scene, just a well shot scene. I, I was very impressed with that. His, his camera work in this is like it's gone to the next level. Mm. There are camera moves like I think long takes in horror really add to. Add to the piss yeah. the pants that yeah. I was having, yeah. basically. Yeah. Well, because it forces you to watch. Yes. The longer the take is, the less there is of relief. Yeah, you're right. Mm. It's kind of like when you're expecting a jump scare and you don't get it. It's the same mm-hmm. with a long take because when there's a when there's an edit, it's almost like a little bit of relief as well. Yeah. Because you can prepare yourself for for the angle that you suspect is coming or something like mm. that. So when it's a long take. It just really gets in under yeah, your Yeah, there's skin. no escape. And he does quite a few of them. Yes. And what I think is so amazing is obviously this is this is, this is like a London flat. Like it's such tight quarters and yet he still manages to pull off these amazing long tights by like flipping the camera through the house and like doing these awesome yeah. shots. And like you say, Kanye, there's, there's no escaping it. You just got to keep watching until fucking crooked man comes bursting out at you asking how you're doing. Oh, <laughs> my God. I'm actually, it's like this movie makes me very excited for what James Wan is going to do in the future. Yes. Because um, actually the camera movements remind me a lot of like something like Minority Report. Oh, yeah. By the yeah. fucking the master Spielberg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm loving what James Wan's doing. I mean, I'm hating it at the same time because it's <laughs> scaring the shit out of me, but he's doing I'd, a good job. I'd love job. to look at he the is. chronology of so what he did. He did Conjuring 1, then Fast and Furious 7. I think so, yeah. And then Conjuring 2. So, did he yeah. learn the art of, you know, wild camera work by going living his life a quarter mile at a time? Oh, God, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. Yes, definitely. Did, did Dwayne Johnson teach him a thing or two about a thing or two and he brought that into The Conjuring too? Yeah, but um, Tyrese Gibson will claim that he taught him everything. <laughs> no, it's like it's it's a compelling story and I think it's made more compelling by once again, with the exception of the, the, the people making the mistakes is the mistakes they make at the end by not believing the girl. Mm. But they, they, they honestly, though, they are using all the information available to him, which is why it hurts so much to see them leave. Yep. And it's so frustrating, but not because you're like, oh, you idiots, you mm. deserve... You, you've Don't go into the house alone. The, idi- the idiocy is, oh, no, you... Because they want to believe. Mm. They don't want to leave, but they've been told they have to get out of there. Yep. They've got no more re- respite to requisite to, to stick around. Mm. And... Again, they're doing the best they can. So I think that adds the layer of horror is that the, the 
the guys who are supposed to believe in and work on this can't anymore. No, yeah. So the family are fucked again. Right. And, like, it's even the situation where, like, they kind of know the family's fucked, the family kind of know they're fucked, yet events have transpired in such a way that, well, we've got to get on this train, I guess, because we don't, we haven't, you know, we haven't been left with any other option. Mm. Okay, well, boys, what would we do? So this is us back again. The, the ghost hunters have gone to London, no less. We've, we've gone to get in the home of Paddington oh, and while we're there. Oh, boy. Tommy, powerful start. Well done, I've, yes. I've said, boys, we're going on a uh, Paddington 2 experience. I'm going to take, we're going to go to all the places that they visit in the film franchise Paddington. Mm-hmm. Um, and while doing that, we get a, we get an email yep. from somebody. We hear you did a good, some good ghosts. We hear you've got a haunted museum with only one item in it, and it's a Paddington <laughs> full of ghosts. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we've got a ghost. We need your Paddington. Yeah. So, what? Well, then, I, here's what I think, though. Obviously, we can't. I don't think we can use Paddington again because that feels too easy. So, on this this day of frivolity and and running around London looking at all the sites while while London Calling is playing on the background. <laughs> yeah. Just so that we know, I will say this: he's a great filmmaker, but playing London Calling. Over shots of London to be like, hey, yeah. we're in London. It's like, all right, James. Yeah, <laughs> that's that. If if this is our version of that movie with us in it, I pretty much just want the whole movie to be that scene. <laughs> but we're just running around eating marmalade. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. <laughs> um, so yeah, so maybe look, maybe either we lost Paddington along the way, but that seems too too terrifying. So maybe we just left him at the hotel room. We don't have Paddington to help us. Yeah. Or it's even that we're not performing an exorcism because I think Paddington was our exorcism sort of... Yeah, we're just there on a holiday. Yeah. We're, we're there on a holiday. holiday. We've left Paddington at home in his little chamber with all of his ghosts. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah, in the museum. Dangerous to put ghosts on a plane, boys. That's true. Ghosts on a Very plane. True. Samuel L. Jackson movie. <laughs> oh, the sequel we never got. <laughs> so we show up at this house, no Paddington, and... I don't know. I, then I'm very scared. Now, all of a sudden, we don't... We've been having fun talking about Paddington running around London to London's calling... Now, all of a sudden, we're standing in front of this haunted house with no Paddington, and yeah. I'm feeling a bit nervous. Now, we'll be fine, because when we were in London, um, we were a bit lost, and Mrs. Brown showed up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, we can't use her. That's a, that's a cop-out. <laughs> yeah, we'll yeah. leave her alone. She doesn't need any ghosts. I think, also, boys, at this point, we've arrived at the house, and I've turned to you and been like, oh, by the way, boys, I've been working on my water- watercolor skills. Do you like this <laughs> painting of this woman who's been appearing in my dreams? <laughs> but it's not one nun. It's like 20. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's when I cry uh, yep. and be like, I wish I'd never gone to Catholic school. <laughs> I think, I think, <laughs> I think, boys, again, one thing that helps us is we don't leave when we're confronted with the hoax stuff. Yep. I think, even though the evidence is compelling, we're like, mm. ah, that, that girl's voice was an old man's voice. Yeah, yeah. Actually, yep. I tell you what gives me confidence, and this comes from our own watching of this movie, is that Tom. Yes. You very early on caught the background letters spelling out the demon's name. Yeah, that's true. I was very observant. I yes, I was looking at the letters in the background because if you look at stuff in the background, you can maybe avoid seeing some of the scares happening front of front of mind. <laughs> and while doing that, I just said to myself, "Who's Volker or whatever the the name is?" Valak. Valak. Valak yeah. And uh, yeah, my girlfriend turned and looked at me and she's like, "How do you know her name?" I'm like, "What? No, oh, no, it's just written around the house. That's not either of. Yeah. Is that the daughter's name?" She's like. No, that's the nun's name. How did, how did you know that? I'm like, it's just there. So, boys, I've already got the name. I'm, so, we're sorted. We're halfway there. That's it. Genius. I think that actually makes me very confident. And I also love whenever our cowardice works in our favor, <laughs> not wanting to look at the awful thing and then somehow lucking into getting this name. Um, Valak was shown, I think, five or six times in the movie, apparently. Shit. The one that you spotted, Tom, 
was one of the later ones, apparently. <laughs> well, no, here's so, the yeah. thing. So I noticed that there's actually... So I saw it in an earlier scene and just thought nothing of it. Just thought it was going to spell out like a right. different word. And then when I saw it again, I'm like, no, nah, that's that's definitely spelling out something weird. Because mm. there's one in the kitchen early on when they're having breakfast and there's like one of the kids has written it in different like pictures, yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Here's how I think it goes then. Tommy... You're you're our Lorraine, where you've had a premonition of the of the name of the demon. Yeah, <laughs> you haven't written it in a Bible. You haven't scratched it into a Bible because, look, let's be honest, none of us are carrying around Bibles. You've scratched it into a Paddington Bear coloring book. Yeah, absolutely, hundred <laughs> percent that we've picked up through our fun jaunt through London. Then I think it's pretty much just we just need to say the name. We just need to be like, "Oh, Tom, you ruined the Paddington." Wait a minute, that says Valak. I think yeah, we 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 don't get tricked by the girl faking it. We're like, no, we believe it. And at that moment, we just bang straight away. Like, it's there's a nun here, isn't there? I've drawn this picture. Does she look like this? <laughs> yeah. And then the nun shows up because she's been rumbled. We <laughs> rumbled. <laughs> I'm like, I know your name. It's this. That's how. That's how it works. Get back to hell, yeah. mate. Gotcha. Busted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. i tell you what happens after that. I whip out the guitar. The three of us do a rendition oh. of Elvis Presley. Oh. Hey, it's such a beautiful song. We've got her covered. I think this actually just turns into a fun holiday for the three of us. <laughs> Who needs Paddington? Oh. Oh, I do miss him, though. I can't wait yeah. to tell him about our holiday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This feels... This feels Again, it feels easy. It feels like we're getting... But it's because mm. we, 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 we respond early. We don't leave. Yeah. We don't then have to break into the house in the dumbest way possible. <laughs> yeah. Again, the movie's pretty clever, though. Like, he tries to get through the window, which is the logical first option, and they it barricades mm. the window. So immediately you're like, okay, well, the only other way in is through the basement, and you don't have time to break the... You don't have time. You've just yeah, got to get yeah. in and, and go up through that hole in the floor that you saw. Yeah, that scene was done way too well, yeah. where it was just painful to watch because... It's again. This is what this is what James Van's done well in both of them, where it just um, narrows the corridor down to a point that that's the only option. You just have to go through the the worst possible choice. Yeah, and uh, look, we probably don't even get that. We just call her out straight away, getting a bit of a fisticuff with a nun. Yep. Um, don't even get. Don't even have to deal with the crooked man. He's oh, yeah. not climbing. <laughs> I'll punch a nun. <laughs> no questions asked. <laughs> These fists were made for punching nuns. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll punch a nun if we see one just on the street in London. <laughs> That's when we go, all right, we're ready to go to the house now. <laughs> we're ready to take you on. We we actually do a European tour, Sean, and we end up going like to a, a Sound of Music tour, and you just punch all the extras who are dressed as nuns. It's like that scene from Matrix Reloaded where he's fighting 100 Agent Smiths, but it's just me punching 100 nuns. <laughs> But yeah, what do we do with the crooked man? Oh, you know what we do? You know when he, you know when he rolls the, the toy car out or whatever? Mm, mm. We just fucking put a bomb on it and roll it back in. Blow him up. Sick of him. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to see his face. So we've got to act quick. Yes. I feel like if we actually see his face, we're just going to die. Yeah. He's actually, honestly, <laughs> yeah. the nun is scary, but we know her name, so we have power of her. Mm. We have to avoid Crooked Man at all costs. Crooked Man mm. is the, the dangerous piece in this, because if we see him climb out of a dog... Mm. <sighs> oh. We'll we just die. don't go upstairs. Well, no, because again, we, we don't have to break into the house because we've we've we're not leaving. Mm-hmm. So we just turn to the girl and be like, "Her name's Valak, isn't it?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's when all hell breaks loose, and the nun's like, "Bye, you sons of bitches." <laughs> yeah, I give her a good punch. Yeah, you give her a punch. We get on our way. We go back to this. We just punt her out onto the street. <laughs> yeah, 
Just point, a pointer touch. in the direction, go to the church is that way. <laughs> Fuck off. Maybe we just start singing the Crooked Man song at her. Nah, I'm worried. I'm worried that singing the Crooked Man song will absolutely summon the Crooked okay, Man. Okay, yeah, no, that's a very the Crooked Man song. Do you mean Elvis? No, I no, mean, no, 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 no. The, song that- the actual song, sorry. Oh, fuck, no. no, no. <laughs> it was a crooked man th- in his crooked meant- house. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 thanks. I thought you meant if we play the song, right? what would the crooked man's reaction be if we play Elvis? Well, he will like Elvis because Elvis was very bendy. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the Elvis is our... See, I, I don't think Paddy or Ed used Elvis enough. No. I think as soon as crooked man showed up, he should have just ripped the guitar around. And bust some Elvis out at him. Yeah, I also think I also think boys that if we take out the nun, that takes care of the crooked man. Yeah, oh, I think the nun's the the boss. Well, I think the nun's sort of controlling. Well, she's controlling Bill. Yeah, yeah. So I assume she's also controlling the All crooked man. Right, yeah, man. we take the nun out. Bam, mm. crooked man just disappears. Does he? Yeah, uh, he's gone. Well, we've punched the nun so hard that all that every ghost in a hundred mile <laughs> radius is now yeah. dead again. And every and every just. Normal nun as well. Yeah. <laughs> the Pope rings up and is like, "Boys, I was going to hire you as as part time exorcists. <laughs> However, we can't support your endeavour. Will you keep punching yeah. nuns?" And then we go, <laughs> "Shut fuck off, Benedict. You're next." <laughs> Storm the Vatican. <laughs> Probably get arrested. Look, I will say this, Sean. That's pretty good, but you're a Pope late. Oh, it's not even Benedict anymore. <laughs> no, not anymore. It's no, Francis. It's Francis, it's the other one. Yeah. Yep. You're just punching a retired man at this point. <laughs> Well, that is all the scaredy talk we have for this episode. I've been David. I've been Sean. And I've been Tom. And if you scaredy listeners have any comments about this episode, would like to say hi or give us recommendations, you can email us at threescaredboys at gmail.com or you can find us on Twitter at scaredyboys or individually, I'm at Midday Pajamas. I'm in jail for punching the Pope. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm awkward treat. Stay scared, everyone. Oh, I almost shit on your couch, Tom. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.